0: Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on August 22nd, 2022 from Anderson, South Carolina. Yes, I'm in a car in a parking lot at the Anderson Sports and Entertainment Center. So that's why it sounds like the way it does. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features the latest on whether Senator Lindsey Graham will appear before a special grand jury looking into the 2020 election in Georgia. And we learn more about a law that is raising standards at all police departments across the state, thanks to the Russ McKinney. Donkey sauce. In business, we have new statewide unemployment data, and we hear from Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond President and CEO Tom Barkin from a recent trip to Greenville. And we're nixing our medical section today, but we'll have an update for you on monkeypox in the state in just a moment. Also, we want to hear your stories. That's why we set up a voicemail box to hear from you all about your life during these interesting times that we live in. Leave us a one to 3 minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Maybe you're also in a car like I am. Hmm? Give us a ring, pull over and call us if you're in a car. 803-563-7169. The kids are back at school. Maybe you're wrapping up some last minute vacations. Give us a shout. We love hearing from you guys. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is high according to county level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We'll have updated COVID data from DHEC for you on Saturday. As for the monkeypox or mpox outbreak in the state, there are currently 80 confirmed cases. As of August 19th, South Carolina has received 4,287 Jynneos vaccine doses from the federal government and has given 648 total vaccinations. The Jynneos vaccine is available through DHEC clinics to those most at risk for exposure. Individuals can call the DHEC care line at one 855 to find out if they are eligible to schedule an appointment. Will he or won't he testify? That is the question, folks. Senator Lindsey Graham was set to go before a special grand jury in Atlanta this week, but on Sunday, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals put a temporary hold on a lower court's ruling, according to the Associated Press. A three-judge panel of the appeals court issued the order, temporarily pausing U.S. District Judge Lee Martin-May's order, declining to quash the subpoena. The panel sent the case back to May to decide whether the subpoena should be partially quashed or modified because of protections granted to members of Congress by the Constitution. As we previously reported, Judge May found that there were considerable areas of potential grand jury inquiry falling outside the speech or debate clause's protections, which Graham's lawyers are using to block the senator's appearance and that the District Attorney has shown extraordinary circumstances and a special need for Senator Graham's testimony on issues relating to alleged attempts to influence or disrupt the lawful administration of Georgia's 2022 elections. Graham's part in the investigation by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis centers around two calls the senator made to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger following the November 2020 election. Senator Graham maintains that these two phone calls constitute protected legislative activity because they were investigatory, information-gathering exercises that were legislative. Next up, before the end of this year's legislative session, lawmakers passed a bill born out of the social and criminal justice reform movement in the wake of George Floyd's death back in May 2020. This specific law raises standards and certification requirements for departments and officers, something that has been lacking in more than 200 departments across the state. South Carolina Public Radio's Russ McKinney has this report.
1: Law enforcement across the country has seen significant changes recently, stemming from the death of an unarmed black man in Minneapolis at the hands of police on May 25, 2020.
2: This is where George Floyd was killed. His final moments under the knee of a police officer caught on body and cell phone cameras as onlookers pleaded for Derek Chauvin to stop.
1: A jury later convicted an officer of Floyd's murder, and the event triggered nationwide calls for police reform. To date, over 30 states, including South Carolina, have enacted laws creating stronger police standards regarding the use of force. Also, South Carolina's new law now requires that not only every officer be certified through the State Criminal Justice Academy, but that every police department be certified as well. Representative Chris Wooten was a primary author of the new law. He's a Lexington County Republican and former state and federal law enforcement officer. And the bottom line was that if If you're an agency and you can't meet these standards, then you don't need to have an agency. We want to raise the bar because police officers, are—it it is a profession. It's not just a job. The new law will require each police department that is not already accredited to be evaluated at least once every three years by the state's Law Enforcement Training Council to ensure they are in compliance with a new set of minimum standards concerning the use of force. Currently, only 70 of some 300 departments in the state have state or national accreditation. To receive certification, departments must develop policies that incorporate at least minimum standards in nine areas. The categories include policies such as restricting the use of chokeholds and vehicle pursuits, limits on the use of no-knock warrants, requiring officers to intervene when they feel other officers are out of line, expanding the use of body cameras, and not allowing the practice of an untrained or uncertified officer being alone on patrol duty. If agencies aren't in compliance, they can be fined and officers decertified. Much of the new law went into effect last month. Veteran South Carolina Police Chief Greg Mullen says while the George Floyd incident and other highly publicized police actions sparked reforms, Many departments in the state were already implementing new standards. It changed the dynamics of law enforcement It'll, for forever. And, you know, and unfortunately, that type of a situation is what often causes these types of, of changes, where in reality, a lot of these changes, law enforcement leaders have been asking for for many years. Mullins' Clemson University Police Department implemented standards similar to the new state standards back in 2019. Dr. Jeff Albert, a University of South Carolina criminologist, is one of the nation's leading experts on the use of police force. He gives the new law high marks overall and says that accreditation by the Law Enforcement Training Council is critical for it to be effective, since over half of the departments in South Carolina have only 10 officers or less. And it's hard to get them trained because they can't come off the street, but they've got to get trained. They've got to get retrained. They've got to have, have in-service training to make sure they understand what the, not only what the laws and policies are, but what the, the community wants, what the ethical issues are. On the whole, the state's law enforcement community is in support of the law. All 46 county sheriffs and the state police chiefs association endorsed it in the legislature. They realize effective law enforcement isn't possible without community support. Again, Clemson University Police Chief Greg Mullen. Policing today, relationships is what it's all about. So uh, if you're not doing things to build trust and show transparency, you're not going to build that trust, and therefore you're not going to get, one, the cooperation that you need, and two, you're not going to get the support that you need from your communities. The required departmental policies to meet certification will become effective in January.
0: That was the Russ McKinney, folks. And look forward to our Saturday pod, where we'll bring you a roundup from Congressman Jeff Duncan's annual Faith and Freedom Barbecue, including remarks from keynote speaker, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. That's why I'm in a parking lot in Anderson, folks. Ooh, careful, this data's hot. Data. That's right, we got some hot data for you at the start of our business section. I said don't touch it. It's hot. <laughs> South Carolina's unemployment rate in July maintained at 3.2%, according to the State Department of Employment and Workforce. Do Director Dan Elsey said in a statement that, quote, in terms of the big picture, things are looking stable. The state's unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.2%. The employer survey reported an increase of more than 16,000 jobs and the number of unemployed individuals decreased by 2,256 people over last month. However, the estimated number of South Carolinians that were employed decreased by 2,293 from June. This means that there was a 4,549-person decline in the labor force for the month of July, a first since the early days of the pandemic. It is likely that this stems from a one-time aberration in current population survey data, which asks a little over a thousand households a month in South Carolina about their labor force status. Now, seasonally adjusted industries that reported gains were education and health services, government, professional and business services, trade, transportation, and utilities, and leisure and hospitality. The manufacturing industry declined by 2,000 jobs. Moving on, Tom Barkin, the president and CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, recently spoke about inflation, recession and other economic conditions before the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. The Richmond Federal Reserve Bank is the Fed's fifth district and encompasses the Carolinas up through Maryland and Delaware. Now Barkin recalled that the 10 years before the pandemic were the most stable 10 years in American economic history with steady GDP growth, job growth every month and low inflation. Then COVID hit the world while stimulus bills and spending kept the economy humming. The debate over whether we're in a true recession now, even with strong data, contrary to GDP
2: decline, has Barkin skeptical. I'm going to try to avoid giving you a technical definition of recession. What I will tell you is there's a real reason to be uncertain about it. And that is because the data that's coming in is inconsistent. It's wrong. We just don't know exactly which way it's wrong. What you're seeing right now is GDP coming in flat to down. We've had two successive quarters of negative GDP, even though the numbers are a little bit noisy. You're seeing employment come in quite strong, including last Friday, where we added 528,000 jobs, which is a uh, historically monumental number. And so it just doesn't make that much sense to have GDP come down and employment be that strong. It implies a productivity loss of proportions that we have not seen, right? And so maybe that's what's happening. I don't see any evidence of that level of productivity loss. But the data we get is late and it's revised. It's often revised three times. And so I think as we go through the revisions, we will see some combination of the GDP numbers coming up and or the labor numbers coming down and we'll just have to get to uh, the other side of it. Um, and so the way I pull it together is I say, um, there's a path to getting inflation under control. A recession could happen uh, in the process, but you know nobody uh, canceled the business cycle. And so it's just important to keep the topic of a recession under some sort of, in perspective, right? We're out of balance today, and we're out of balance today because stimulus-enabled spending has overwhelmed supply chains that were stressed by the virus and stressed by global events. And so I like to think of returning to normal not as uh, some calamitous decline in activities, but more as waiters in restaurants and products on shelves.
0: As we've reported, the Federal Reserve has had to raise interest rates by 2.25% so far to tackle red-hot inflation that the country hasn't seen in decades. But even still, no one is predicting interest rates to get as high as they were four decades ago to combat increasing prices.
2: Now, the Fed's tools don't work immediately, they work over time, so you shouldn't expect inflation just to plummet back to 2% suddenly, and certainly not predictably. As I talk to businesses, I talk to some that are in oversupply and trying to think about how to put goods on discount, but I'm talking to businesses that still have cost pressures or margin squeezes and are still thinking about how to raise prices. After you've had a decade of stability and you replace it with two years of volatility, it's like the aftershocks of an earthquake. It just takes a while for this amount of volatility to settle down uh, back to target. But I do see inflation coming down, and I see it coming down in three different ways, three different lanes. The first has to do directly with rates, uh, and that is the demand lane. So as we raise rates, that'll increase borrowing costs. As you increase borrowing costs, that reduces spending, especially in interest-sensitive sectors like housing. And as you know, the demand comes down in that, you ought to see prices come down. And we are starting to see some of that, some precautionary softening in business investment. And we're starting to see reduced traffic uh, in, uh, in home sales.
0: Overall, Barkin sees inflation coming down in three lanes. Demand should flatten, supply chains should heal, and commodities should settle. Speaking of commodities, oil futures continue to trade lower, and as a result, gas prices continue to fall. Donkey sauce. The average gallon of gas right now in South Carolina is $3.46 dollars 46 according to AAA. That's down 4 cents week over week, and 57 cents higher than this time last year. Welcome to the wind-down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic, and of course we want to hear your stories as well. That's why we set up a voicemail box at 803-563-7169. We love hearing from you guys, so drop us a voicemail. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on where you are. That being said, AT, what's going on, baby? And where (laughs) am I?
3: (laughs) Where are you? Well, I am in Hilton Head right now Mm -hmm. uh, on a family vacation. I did golf. Don't worry. We can talk about it later, (laughs) Uh, Gavin. So... uh, Gavin, he is in a parking lot. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Hilton
0: Head versus a parking lot. Yeah. Take your choice. What's the difference? <laughs> Who knows?
3: Um, so, I mean, this really just shows the the how committed we are. Our commitment mm. to this podcast is outstanding. Me, news doesn't stop. throwing out valuable family time to talk <laughs> to you people. And Gavin, he could be covering news, but no. I could also be on vacation, too, but no. He's in a very, <laughs> very weird parking lot. Anyway, Gavin, we do have a call. It it, it blows my mind what a hot topic
0: mm. crime child
3: names have crime been. Crime
0: child names.
3: This week on crime child crime names. Crime child, child names. Uh, so uh, we have someone else weighing in. Are you ready? Yes. yes, Sir, yes, are you ready? Sir. I need Hello? you to, I need is the connection okay I need I you know to I'm take in your a different headphones time zone off. I need you to take your headphones off you you have the seat in the emergency exit row so you I need a verbal y- I yes need or you, no. I
0: need a verbal yes yeah.
3: okay here we go you ready Yes hey guys. this is Allie calling in from Myrtle Beach, and I was just listening to your episode where your friend wanted to name his son
1: Arson, and I'm wondering if there might be a little joke that you may have missed uh because my friend ben. When he was expecting a boy with his wife, was referring to his son as Benson, Ben's son, son
3: of Ben, Ben's son, Benson. And I'm wondering if uh, the joke that might be hidden there is, who's that? That's our son. That's that's our son. That's arson,
1: arson. And for what it's worth, if you removed the meaning behind the word felony, I think it would be a beautiful name.
0: That's all. Have a good one. Allie from Myrtle Beach, thank you for calling. And maybe there is a joke in there, AT, as a Jack's son. Mm. I can understand the Ben son situation, mm. but our son is still a crime.
3: <laughs> yeah, and we have the name Carson. I, you know, yeah. Like, it's, it's, just, it's right there. So mm-hmm. I, And also, uh, knowing Jake, I would just uh-huh. say that he doesn't have that level of punniness in him. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a very matter-of-fact man. Um, and he's, he's a little airheaded in the greatest ways. And uh, <laughs> I think it was a full sincerity crime baby name. Law and order. Yes. Yeah. Law and order. That's his parents' <laughs> names. So, uh... <laughs> uh,
0: so, AT, thank you for taking time out from a vacation. I know how difficult it is to do. Oh, yes. But- Tell us a little, just give us, give, us a little, give us a little snapshot into the life of an A.T. Shire vacation, please.
3: Okay, so this, I mean, Imagine this was another, this. <laughs> it was a sort of not a real planned vacation. Mm-hmm. It's just, Kate, all, all of Caitlin's family d- decided to travel from New Jersey to South Carolina in the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. here we are running around, and uh, so I was like, hey, I could go golf down there. And so we did. I, we, we went to Harbor Town. It was my birthday present. Which is where they play the week after the Masters, the PGA does, and mm-hmm. so I was playing great. I was smoking balls. I mean, left and right. You know, I hit a patented, amazing three wood. Gavin has seen these before, and there's yes. about one around that you're like, "Wow, how did I do that?" And so, <laughs> <laughs> it it, re- it reignites your love for golf when you get those moments. <laughs> Just absolutely pure it. So anyway, I was doing great. And then we were on the 15th tee. It was very hot. I was sweating so much, but I was trying to hydrate enough. I was drinking so much water, but sweating it all out. Yeah. And then it, in my backswing of the tee box, my whole right calf started seizing up. And I oh just my went, gosh. ah, ah <laughs> and I fell down to one knee. And when I got up, it was cratering in and... Th- the only way i could describe it is if you have seen the matrix the first one when they suck that little thing out of neo's belly button oh my god <laughs> that is what it looked like and the, oh. we we got paired with this guy and his girlfriend was just riding with him and she's like, oh, what's wrong? And then when she saw my leg doing this, she screamed, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> About to give
0: birth like alien.
3: <laughs> yes, I was fully expecting a chest burst out of my leg. It was yeah. terrible. I've never experienced a Charlie horse like that before. And I hope I never do again. Um, gotta I, keep I, pickle juice on your person. <laughs> yeah, I need pickle juice and uh, bananas on me at all times in my go bag. So uh, anyway, that's just, that's how it's going. Also, I'm here with my uh, six nieces and nephews. Oh boy. So uh, if anyone hears any screaming in the background, I'm not in some weird uh, hostile type (laughs) torture chamber. No, those are just six children at the same time. Anyway, Gavin, I saw an amazing question on the internet and I wanted Mm. to to pose it to you, okay? Please. Enough about me, let's move to Gavin. (laughs) so i saw this and it was about what color the folders for your classes were when you were in middle school and and Uh. elementary school and grade school okay so you have three classes you have math english science and social studies all right and the colors are red green blue and yellow what classes are what color and i i really saw people had strong
0: opinions about what color should be what um okay so math english social studies and science and i have to do and there there are no wrong answers there are there are there are there are there are are (laughs) wrong answers (laughs) um red green blue yellow yellow oh yes well, I love this back to school challenge, if I can sure, call it such. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right off the top, I think we've, we've maybe uh, can bond on this one. Green is science, right? Green is science. Green is nature, right? Yes. Green is nature. Yes. That's
3: appropriate. I saw some. I saw some wrong people on the internet claiming that the sky is blue. Nature, mm-hmm. can, uh, science can be blue. Uh-huh. And that's just, that's a no. Anyway, Up for debate. Up let's for debate. Keep going. Let's keep going. Um,
0: I think social studies, I typically used to associate with orange. So I'm going to put red there. I'm going to put red for social studies.
3: I can I can agree with that one. That one's <laughs> not bad.
0: That's not a bad one. It's just calling to me. Blue, I love, blue is my favorite. English was my favorite, so blue and English together. See, this is where our paths diverge. Okay? This is where
3: friendships break apart. <laughs> this is where, I mean, this was the start of the end of the lead right here. Because <laughs> um, blue is such a math folder for mm. me. Hmm. It is, it's hard math. And it's not because I'm more of a math person over an English person. I loved English class. I love reading. It's just no, you know? Mm. It's, that's That's a math color for me. So then that means...
1: Social yellow, studies for, me is for going you. To
3: math. It, oh, yellow! Oh my God! From that's yeah, see that's a disrespectful. It's, like the, that's it's disrespectful. like the
0: banana flavor. It's like the fake banana flavored Laffy Taffy. Just oh, <laughs> just put it over there. If see, I have to
3: use it, I'll I'll use this. One. I was uh, my yellow would be social studies hard because mm. it's my least favorite. So it just mm-hmm. it just slides in there. And so the fact that you're giving math yellow is we a real. A
0: it's it's a that's real. It.
3: It's a real middle finger
0: to math to me, which which I just
3: cannot stand,
0: you know? Well, the good thing is we have our five-subject, five-star notebook, college-lined, <laughs> yeah. with folders I, built in. That are, that's the God. folders. My God. I loved those. And you know what? I would use them. I would
3: use. I would get one for each class, each subject, and use it for years and fill it up. <laughs> oh, that's be, a good idea. <laughs> you know? And so I would just have this was my math notebook. And it so would be would math last for, too. like, three years. Oh, yeah. I was great. Yeah and I, I as much as i would use i would get to the end of those notebooks too but you know mm-hmm. what i have a knack for a knack for two things two things at shire is great at i would finish <laughs> my pens i don't lose my pens i finished them in school yeah and i'm also, doing that now as an adult i do that all the time as an adult and i'm also great at finishing my
0: toothpaste rolls but <laughs> yeah i've actually it, i'm gonna i'm gonna want up you there into two and add lip balm i actually Keep the lip balm, and oh, I go through yeah. the whole thing. I'm so. I'm a
3: recent convert into using chapstick, and I do finish oh, welcome. them. I don't. Welcome. Th- thank you. You know what? Thank you. <laughs> hey, welcome. <laughs> I, I'll I send do you a complimentary lead chapstick. <laughs> I finish them. I've gone through about one now in life, which d- it takes forever. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I I have finished them. If there are any mundane things other people are good at, please,
0: please share us. (laughs) I think we've just we've just gone through as much mundane activity (laughs) as we can. So please share with us something. I don't know how maybe maybe it's you. You cut your nails every every other Tuesday or something like that. I want to
3: know what mundanity of life you find virtue in and you're like proud of. You know what I mean? because exactly. i am proud that i finish my pens and i do not lose them i and yes. i i look down on people who lose them all the
0: time so <laughs> yeah you're in refillable pen category right there oh no i'm gonna keep this pen i'm just done with it i need to refill it mm-hmm. screw yes, in the exactly. refill
3: anyway gavin you could you do a good job doing whatever you're doing up in anderson you know what don't <laughs> ask don't tell i'm not gonna ask whatever you're doing
0: you have a great time okay bud yeah enjoy your family vacation family is it's wonderful to sound to hear from you family is everything you know what family is everything especially with six children like that i just god bless at god bless (laughs) but family
3: is everything and truly i feel like us and all our listeners are one big lead family one big family do do papa gavin do papa gavin a favor and call in please
0: i was gonna say that's what family does give us a call just like we got from Allie from myrtle beach 803-563-7169 Let us know how you're doing, fam. You can also show us your appreciation by leaving a review on iTunes. And stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina Lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina.
3: I mean, just say you're in a
0: car. Guys, I'm in a car, okay?
3: Hey, fellas. hey. I'm not going to
0: dance around this. I'm in a car.
3: Donkey sauce.